Welcome back to another episode of Love is Out There, a 90 Day Fiance podcast. I'm Julia. I'm Alan. And we're recapping part two of episode 12 about last night. What happened last night? I'm not sure. Something with breaking a balloon or something. I don't know. So we're opening in Louisiana for this episode where the mood still feels like an alligator just swallowed a whole lot of crawfish. Do they ima- eat crawfish? I don't think so, but I imagine it would be very unpleasant for them. I'm not really sure what alligators eat. Fish? Well, do you know why they're so angry? Why? It's because they got all them teeth and their arms can't reach with a toothbrush. Is that from Waterboy? Obviously, Julia. Come on. Obviously. Yara is also not happy, and she puts on that fake look. It's kind of annoying. Yeah, and it's funny because Natalie, all she wants to talk about is a wedding, and Yara doesn't want to talk about a wedding. Two girls from Ukraine, and someone who else who wants to talk about the wedding is Gwen, Jovi's mother. Jovi's dad just comes right out, and he says, I don't really remember what happened last night, and I tell you, the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. He does remember the pregnancy news. Yeah, if he was wasted too, he shows it way better than his son. Gwen asked how Jovi is feeling. And the only right thing to say about a pregnancy, do you know what you're supposed to say? Congratulations. No, not when you find out. When you ask Jovi, how is he feeling? What is he supposed to say? There's only one correct answer. Excited. Excited. I have it written on my page. That is the only possible thing you ever say when you find out you or your significant other is pregnant. I, I mean, really, anything could work that's positive. What you don't say is, oh, crap. Everything is oh, crap to him, unless there's a beer in his hand. They should make a beer called oh, crap. I'm sure they do. There's so many little microbreweries. Yeah, somebody sent me a link to a beer where it's made of an emoji that's rainbow and kind of holographic. I looked into it. Apparently, it's like the first 75 people in line at the Duclaw Baltimore Brewing. I'm like, okay, I'm not going. Whatever. And I stopped reading the article. That's a weird idea. Yes. Now, back to wedding talk. Gwen is not happy with the small wedding. Small, like it's just going to be the two of them because Yara doesn't trust her anymore after that, quote, small engagement party that they had. Well, she's about to get her wish because coronavirus is going to take over and they're going to just have them anyway. They're going to have a Zoom wedding. I wonder if Gwen wants to be invited to that, too. She probably doesn't know what Zoom is. First time we've heard Yara notice that the party was larger than expected. I think she was too busy with Jovi being wasted to pick a fight about the actual size of the party, which we knew was going to be a problem. But she sucked it up, dealt with it, and is moving forward. And by moving forward, she is not inviting Jovi's parents to her own wedding. It's so funny. Jovi makes Yara the bad guy, and his parents were like, not happy that they can't come to the wedding. And He says, it's not a big deal. And Gwen goes, no, it is a big deal. Look, she's not going to be happy if she's not invited to her own son's wedding. Jovi's still in the doghouse from his drunken escapade, so he doesn't want to pick another fight with Yara. That's what he says. Then you said it, Julia. Jovi's dad just comes right out and goes, is this marriage a good idea? Like with an R, I laughed out loud. Idea. Adur. All right, well. Just going up the U.S., up to Virginia. Up the U.S. I love that road. Up 95? No, I don't know what the road is. to. Are you out of your mind? You think 95? Sorry, 95 goes to Florida. My bad. Oh, Christ. They could go across and go up 95 to Dinwiddie. But anyways, they are in Richmond to go wedding dress shopping. 
And they had no choice but to bring Betty along, right? I feel like Betty invited herself. Definitely. I would be surprised if she like tailed them like a private eye and then got there. It's like, oh, you guys are here too. What a coinky dink. It's so weird why they didn't just drive together. Oh, I don't know. I was just making a joke. Did they not drive together? They did not. They met her there. <laughs> She's psycho. Betty tries to help out by asking what type of style you're looking for. And I thought it was actually very polite the way she said it. And Julia more or less said, you know what? Back off. Do you even work here? So Caitlin, the saleswoman comes over and says, so do you know what type of style you're looking for? <laughs> it, it was great. Betty might as well work there. She knew exactly what to say. It was verbatim, like the same exact line. It was hysterical. And then Betty finds the dress that looks like it might be the winner. The best thing that happened was when Julia went to go try on the dresses. Brandon turns to his mother and starts lecturing her. Don't make faces. Don't make comments. Stay completely neutral. Where was this speech two months ago when Julia showed up? He should have said this forever ago to her. She has opinions and she will voice them. Of course. All right. The dress. Do you want to know my thoughts? What are your thoughts? What the hell is mermaid style? Like, that's a thing? Yeah, it's where it go. it's skinny and then it pops out like a mermaid, like the fin at the bottom. Do you know, as a physical therapist, I teach patients how to do something called a mermaid stretch? I think you have shown me before. It's like pigeon pose, but your back leg is bent. That's what a mermaid stretch is because you're sitting like a mermaid. Okay. One of your legs is externally rotated. The other one's internally rotated. Whatever. Okay. I, I had no idea that this was a type of dress. I was waiting for the price tag conversation because that's when you know this scene is going to go from good to great. And you know who is paying for that dress. I assume Betty Spaghetti. Yeah. I mean, that's the reason why she paid for the flight was for them to go meet her and then spend the day in D.C., remember? She mm -hmm. was like, if I come, can I pay for the dress? Uh, yeah, sure. Of course. But don't say anything. You have no opinions. Thanks. Bye. Cha-ching. Let me get that Amex real quick. So now they FaceTime Yelena, Julia's mother, who gets stuck practicing her English while Julia goes to change. And uh, I would have dropped that call very quickly, Julia. I would have been like, uh, we're losing you. I can't. So awkward. It was so awkward. And in Russian, she says, I wasn't really ready to talk in English. And Brandon gave her that look of Yegzamesh. I don't know. Yegzamesh. Isn't that Kazakhstan? I just think it's funny that one of the only things he knows is I don't know. And he just keeps saying it to her. I thought it was weird that they did an interview with just Julia and Betty. I also noticed that Julia and Betty sitting there together. I was just thinking, oh, my God, they're uniting and their hatred of Brandon's lack of opinion. He just is so bored. He doesn't want to be there. I can't blame him. Dress number two, Brandon has zero thoughts and opinions, and Betty hits the nail on the head. Grooms don't know anything about this. Yeah, that's why grooms don't go shopping for this stuff. Dress number three, do you want my opinion on dress number three, which is also my opinion on dress number one and dress number two? You don't care. I care. This is very important, Julia. Dress number three is... Another white dress, yeah, just, like, just say, like the first two. They were all white dresses to me. Yeah, you'd rather the dress come off than it stay on. Not off Julia. She can keep hers on. I don't know if you saw this. Being in editing, maybe you don't recognize color so much, Julia, but her teeth were looking particularly yellow in those white dresses. I was not looking at that. I don't think she has terribly bad discolored teeth, but when she would smile with that 
beautiful white dress, it was like, uh, you know, like white is white. But when you go to a Home Depot and you go to the paint aisle, do you know how many shades of white there are? Hundreds. I was going to say 50 shades, but sure, hundreds. And you look at this one and it's porcelain white, eggshell white, popcorn white. Julia's teeth were regular corn yellow next to that white dress. Mother of pearl. Very nice. Glad you picked that up. In Washington, Mike is at the end of his line. That's all I got. After talking to Svetlana, Natalie can see clearly now the ring is gone. I was going more for I can see clearly now the ring is gone. And I think of Claritin commercials, but yeah. So she plans on slowing things down, building the trust, and then she gets the ring. I couldn't believe she said that. Yeah, Mike looks skeptical as hell, but he's like, I guess I'm happy. Fine. Whatever. She let him know the past is in the past. She let it go, Alan. Did she? Guaranteed she didn't. She's saying these words. We'll see if she means these words. But they only have a couple weeks left until she's got to go. Yeah, it's like 20 some days. It's really cutting down to the end here. Yeah, like that plane ticket's going to be really expensive. Not to mention, let's think good things happen. When is a wedding happening in the next three weeks? I don't know. At a courthouse. Yeah. That's the only option. It's going to have to be like a courthouse wedding and then do an affair afterwards. Not the affair that Big Mike is going to have, but I'm talking about the actual party here. Right. And I was going to say, is she going to be trapped in America? But I think you've said it before. They're letting people leave. They're not letting people come in. Yeah. It's like a nightclub. You got to pay to get in. All right. Now we're finally in California. I feel like we haven't seen Andrew at home in a long time. I'm all set. Yeah, it's pretty boring. Welcome back, Andrew, as he's drinking out of a mug that has his picture on it. So it looks like Amira and Rebecca shop at the same store. Or online store. It might just be Etsy. Yeah, I assume that's what it was. Now, this episode got very X-rated because Andrew is about to have his first threesome with an immigration lawyer. Lisa Kobayashi, at your service. Is that her name? Yeah. Oh, do you think she's related to uh, the hot dog guy? (laughs) No, but I made you watch that documentary. Tell me you hated it. It was disgusting. I didn't hate it, but it was hard to watch. The good, the bad, the hungry, ESPN 30 for 30 about Kobayashi, the hot dog championship and the downfall of him. It's two hours you won't want back. Wait, and it's about the other guy too. You're uh, you're Neville Longbottom. He is the Neville Longbottom. Joey Chestnut, born same day, same year as Dr. Alan Snyder. What a guy. Lisa Kobayashi. Such a horrible background she had. Remember when Zoom backgrounds were a thing? I have some meetings that still have Zoom backgrounds. It looks silly. She looked absurd. She looked like she was doing this live from a kindergarten classroom with the cubbies in the background. It might have been like her bedroom, and that's not very professional. Everybody has a wall in their bedroom, by definition. Lisa asked Amira how she answered the immigration questions in Mexico. And it sounds like Amira might have been the one who was acting a little fishy. Why did she need to give them so much information at Border Patrol? She shouldn't have. Just, I'm going here to see my boyfriend for two weeks. That's it. That's it. That's it. Done. I'm moving to the USA. (laughs) I'm like, okay. Well, I'm self-quarantining or whatever. You don't say that. Yeah, she she made a bad decision. Right Now, having watched the show that you work on, I know that- They could always then say, do you have a return ticket planned? When are you going home? But when you're just going through customs, 
What is your purpose for hearing here? I'm going to have a vacation at this villa with my boyfriend. We're going to have margaritas and fish tacos. They'd be like, go ahead. We don't care. That's it. Exactly. Yeah. They're like, great. We want the tourism, not we want a super spreader in our country. This Lisa girl reminded me of a bad infomercial. The way she was talking, she was so stiff. Like she knew she was going to be on national television. Yeah. She's probably very nervous. I would not be nervous. I would kill it. You would be so great. After the call, Amira says she doesn't want to be pressured into going to Serbia with that baby after every sentence when they were going back and forth. It was really driving me crazy. And Andrew just said, look, like it's your decision. He was very passive about it, though. Yeah, right. Here's what bothered me the most about this scene. I think there's nothing more beta than a man who's constantly fixing his hair mid-argument. And his hair is disgusting. It's not like he has this amazing hairdo. He has a terrible ponytail. But he just keeps on moving his head and then he has to, oh, he has to brush it behind his ear. Like, remember we made the joke about when you go camping? I mean, this is a comedian's bit where you're really mad and you zip the tent up really fast. Like, this is what he's doing. He's like kind of tucking it behind his ear. Like, you look so weird, dude. Well, he's getting heated because he wants her to get detained again. He told her to make up her mind. And then he goes... I love you with all my heart, like with a question mark at the end. Whatever. I'm so bored with this storyline right now. They need to make moves. They're not making moves. We said this last episode. They're going to probably not be in next week's episode, and then they'll be in the one after that. Then they'll skip one, and they're just dragging this out so everybody climaxes at the same time. This storyline is horrendously bad. He tells her, all right, let me know what you decide. All right, good thing this is a couple making couples decisions. What a jerk. Whatever. Moving on. Back to Nolan's. Is it Mardi Gras every day? It feels like it, for Jovi at least. Well, Yara certainly isn't feeling very festive. Yeah. And when you're not feeling festive, the best thing to do is go to a mask store. She thinks the masks are for these eyes wide shut orgies. Fidelio. What is that? Oh my God. Have you never seen that movie? No. We've talked about this. There's Nicole Kidman boobies in that movie. Fidelio was the password to get into the sex orgy. Oh, I just think of Fifty Shades again because they did that too. But there was no orgy, I don't think. Yara is very anti-mask, especially when Jovi doesn't know what the reason for the masks are. I looked it up. Why do they wear masks? For their orgy parties. It is for that. But listen, it's clearly for anonymity. But Mardi Gras goes back to a day where you could eliminate class. You could have people of high stature and low stature wear a mask and everybody can party together. And then you don't really know who you're stupping. I mean, drinking with. Well, these masks are literally the opposite of what coronavirus needs. I know, right? It's like protect your eyes, let your mouth hang out. Yeah, your (laughs) mouth and nose hang out. That's a very good observation. The fact that Jovi had nothing to say about this, Julia, as a good Christian, you know that it's all about Lent, right? No. Oh, my God. Do you not know what Fat Tuesday is? Something with a cake with a baby in it. What? No? The king cake? Ah, Maybe. So Fat Tuesday is the day before Ash Wednesday. And then you know what that's about, right? Yes. Which Ash Wednesday leads into Lent. Okay. And, And do you know what people give up on Lent? Alcohol. Meat. You're, Meat. I can't believe I know more about this than you. And then do you know what restaurant has its biggest sales day of the year that Friday? On Black Friday? Or, or I'm sorry, on, on Black on good, Friday. Good on Good Friday? Yes. Do you know? All right, Ali, do you want me to tell you the restaurant? You'll tell me what sells the most that year? Yes, tell Mc, me. McDonald's. Oh, what are they? that? 
What can you not eat on that Friday? Uh, a hamburger. So what does everybody go to McDonald's and order? A hamburger. Julia, you're killing oh, me. Oh, a fish filet. Yes. <laughs> Jesus, took the long way to get there. Uh, McDonald's sells the most fish fillets that Friday because everybody's like, oh, can't have meat. And you know how people are with their diets or giving things up. Like the first couple of weeks, they're really good. And then slowly you're eating a Big Mac by week three. I want to say that's why they created the fish fillet. It was to be an alternative for people. As what far about as- like? Chicken sandwiches and stuff. I don't think the chick nug came around way later. Oh. Also, adults don't get chicken nuggets at McDonald's. I like chicken nuggets. So do I, but we're not adults. Okay. Anyway, back to 90 Day Fiance. Somehow this conversation goes back into Yara returning to Ukraine. She is really hating her life in America. It's getting very clear that she's not here for the green card. Yeah, she's definitely not. She's having a baby. That's now her biggest priority, which it should be. Absolutely. Yara brings up the party, and we finally get an apology from Jovi, a sincere apology. This is a pattern for him. He constantly like does he messes up, and then she has to complain and complain and complain, wear him down for him to actually apologize. This is what most girls do, Julia. I'm just never wrong. Alan, I can wear you down too. I already have. And then for the first time that I've ever noticed, Jovi really turned on the charm right there. Mm-mm-mm, my man can really work it. Did you see him? No. He, he had this side looking like, all right, baby, you know I love you. You know I'm there for you. Dad Jovi, Dad Jovi's gonna take care of you. And she was butter. She was the butter he's gonna dip his crawfish in, Julia. Yeah, that's the butter that he's gonna dip those strippers into next week. Spoiler. All right, I'm I'm ready for Rebecca and Zied. Are you? I'm ready for them to fight. I'm ready for them to light that place on fire. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so they're at that wood cabin, and there was a jacuzzi there, which I'm always a fan. But having stayed in a place that has a jacuzzi right there, if you want to keep that thing on and keep it running, it needs to have a lid, or that whole place is going to be 97 degrees. It's going to be horrible. Yeah, but they didn't use it. I imagine they're going to use it. I don't want to see that. I know it's going to look like that uh, my 600 pound life when Rebecca and Zied get in there and the water just overflows. No, I think that was um, 600 pound. Yeah, it is 600 pound. No, I'm th- I'm thinking of the, uh, the I have a skinny boyfriend or whatever that show was. Yeah. So I'm actually surprised that Zied was able to get that fire started. It only took him about 17 matches and no Tinder whatsoever. No Tinder Tinder or Tinder app Tinder? So I also want to talk about that because you know what Tinder is when it comes to lighting a fire, right? Not really. Do you not know where the the app, like it's actually kind of crazy because nowadays that's all, when you say Tinder, you assume we're talking about online dating. But the Tinder app logo is a flame. Okay, so Tinder originally, let's just say pre-internet, is basically the other crap you put into the fire to help get everything lit. So, you know, when we go on our trips, we use newspaper. So what you need to do is you need to put, because if you can't just take a match, put it on top of a log and be like, oh, it's going to catch on fire. But you build a little air, you know, hut or if you will, you put a lighter or a match in there, you put some paper. I'm not even a Boy Scout and I know how to do this. And then it helps catch fire. The tinder, Like lighter fluid. That will also work. Tinder helps the log catch on fire. So the app was meant to help start a fire between people. Got it. 
But at the same time, Julia, I'm with you. I hear the word Tinder. One of my favorite sports reporters will constantly, recently, he's been doing this. Oh, if this team trades for this, it's just going to be a Tinder for their success. And I'm like, use another analogy, man. Like, it, it just feel like everybody's going to start banging each other. Zied goes on some rant that I couldn't follow. But I think the summary is that he has to get married before Ramadan that starts in a month. And Rebecca flat out says, hell no. And then he says, okay, that's fine, but you have to live somewhere else. Yeah. He's got to come up with a better solution than kicking her out of her own home. I laughed out loud when he said that. I was like, get out of here. You think you're coming to America and she's going to pay for you? And then she's going to pay for you to have your own place? Alan, don't raise your voice at me. What? What? That was great. That was like one of those, if you say what one more time and the person goes, what? Like he, that was really obnoxious when she, he, she got mad for him getting louder. And then he intentionally got louder. She wants this dream wedding. I just, I just don't understand. You've already had three. Yeah. She was in shock that she had no idea about any of this Ramadan stuff beforehand. She's known him long enough to know that Ramadan plays a huge role in his life. You know, a little bit about Ramadan when it comes to eating and whatnot. No. Okay. They can't eat during sunlight. Oh, when I say they people who observe the holiday, one of the little cheats that you can do is wake up early, eat and drink everything, and then go back to sleep if it's early enough. Or you just have to really make sure like if sunlight is 730, you better be up at seven o'clock eating something because you're not eating that whole day. Eating or drink? No. You can't even drink water? No. But what if you're like not well? In my religion, you're allowed to take that exception. I don't know how it works in the Muslim religion. I just know I know this from Khabib Nurmagomedov will never fight anywhere near Ramadan because he observes that. And from watching the show Rami on Hulu, there was a couple of scenes about this. This seems like so many rules. I got it. You've also never been engaged to somebody who observes the holiday. I don't expect you to know it, but she is. Not to mention they were apart for 10 months. How long is Ramadan? 47 days. More than a month? It's, it's, it's long. I think it's like a month. Okay. I don't know if she has much of a choice but to get married in a courthouse at this point. Ramadan, 29 to 30 days. Okay. So about a month. Yeah. It's not pleasant. In Virginia Beach, somehow Hazel agreed that they should call Minty. Yeah. But she did it to see what their react, their um, chemistry was like. If he was still that was wanting crazy. it. That was crazy. This is either the smartest or dumbest thing ever because she either really suspects Tarek of doing something fishy. Or she's a complete idiot. I think it's a little bit of both. I think it's more one than the other. Tarek is so worried about being catfish in his thruple dating life. And Julia, I feel like I'm being catfished by Minty. She looks different in every single picture that they show us. She really does. That one where they're at the table, it's like a different person. And she looked very different on that call. She looks great on that call. She did look great on that call. I love that Minty really digs in and plays the villain there, you know, where she's like, hi, Tariq. Hi, Hazel. You know, talk to me. Honestly, I feel like these pictures are a mistake. They're like, just put some Asian person. We don't have enough photos of you guys. Just put a picture of an Asian girl with you and we'll use that for Minty. Like it maybe it's Hazel's sister or something. Yeah. (laughs) It doesn't look like her. It looks like a different person. Like no makeup, it doesn't matter. It does not, it looks like a completely different Asian female. Yeah, I'm glad you noticed this because back in one of our first episodes, I made the comment, I don't remember meeting Hazel ever. I didn't watch her her season and going, I'm not sure which one was which. 
And you're like, Alan, they don't all look the same. I'm like, every picture, they all look different. I didn't know who was who. But this was a different person. I don't know. I, I just, I feel like it's a mistake or they're trying to cheat it. It's it's dumb. So during this FaceTime call or whatever platform they were using, I was really hoping that Minty and Hazel were going to start talking some Thai shit back and forth. Like, But they can't speak the same language. What? They don't speak the same language. That was the biggest problem. Wait, they're both from? Different countries. Oh, one's from the Philippines. The other one's from Thailand. Yes. Just kidding. That was why they broke up is because Tarek knows how to speak Thai and he would speak Thai to Minty. Ooh, Jack talk Thai. Jack talk Thai very well. That's not why they broke up. They broke up because he was way more into her and that's where Hazel got jealous. Yes. Well, I think it was more so she was more into him. Because she doesn't like men, so it doesn't matter. I think it was a little bit of both. So Tarek explains this whole situation to Minty. And what he says he was looking for was, we're trying to find this girl who might be into her and into me. And then Minty kind of explains what happened. And I guess I didn't remember or know this. Tarek and Hazel didn't recruit Minty to a thruple. Tark was single and started dating Minty. This is where Minty yeah. thinks she's getting her, you know, free ride to America. And then he goes back to Hazel and he was able to convince Minty, hey, what if we make this work? So essentially, this is not the same thing that's happening with right now with Tark and Hazel. No, it's a different situation. They would, yes, they would find someone neutral that wasn't in a relationship with one of them beforehand. If Tark wants to recreate what he had with Minty, he needs to go online, find somebody, say he's single, and then do one of those. By the way, I also kind of have a girlfriend. What are your thoughts on her? What girl do they think they're going to find in Virginia Beach that's going to want this? For long, not many. But there are plenty of people that are into stuff like this. This is so odd. And will also be her best friend, sister, whatever thing. I think Hazel needs to go on to some type of girl-on-girl site and maybe try to finagle the girl into being like, hey, so I also got this guy here. I'm not really into him, but can you help me out a little bit a couple nights in bed and we'll make this work for us? Or they could just join another couple. How about that? I don't think Tarek's going to be introducing another plus to the situation. (laughs) No chance. No chance. There were some aspects of this scene that were so weird. When Hazel was talking to Minty or looking at the computer, she had this whole demeanor like she was facing her fears for the first time. It was almost like, you know, a, a snake or something was there and she was like, all right, I'm going to touch it. I'm going to touch it. It was Her demeanor was so strange. Yeah, she did not want to talk to her. She was very annoyed with the whole situation. I was like, why did you even agree to this if you were going to just be a dick? Anyways... Minty said the best thing she could have said in this situation. Why not me? She threw her hat in the ring. It was great. Now, I think with that devious stare, she was just stirring the pot. I don't think she was serious. I think she was just trying to poke the bear. Yeah, so she can get some more screen time and get to the U.S., of course. Hazel continues to be very suspicious and thinks this was all one big trick to talk to Minty again. Get out of here. If that's really what it was, he'd just do it behind your back. Get out of here. Yeah, it's so dumb. Julia, final act. You know what it is. It's Harris. Stephanie and Harris reunited, and it feels so good. Yeah, we get our first OTF with him. OTF? Oh, sorry. On the fly interview. Oh, I thought it was going to be OTB. Do you know what that is? 
on the bay. Off-track betting. There used oh. to be these things all over New York City where you could go in and watch horse races from all over, and it was called OTB. It's a thing. Oh. There's a great scene in Seinfeld where Kramer is in one of them, and he has a newspaper rolled up, and he's like hitting himself, like pretending he's the jockey and the horse. It's laugh out loud funny. Well, he explains that he first met her by handing her a coconut. Would you like my coconut? It's a peppermint. Stephanie wants Harris to stay a few days with her, you know, because that's normal. Well, I didn't realize he had to take a four-hour bus ride and then a two-hour ferry to get there. And then another puddle jumper. I couldn't keep up with his process of getting there. I thought at one point he had to swim a couple butterfly. Maybe he was doing some free crawl, you know, a whole medley of some type of Olympic pool event. It's safe to say that Stephanie has a type. Yeah, island boy. I was going to go with men that are interested in her, but that also works. Do you know this kind of not just it's obviously a different country. They kind of remind me of like a smarter version of Asuelu. <laughs> I feel like Asuelu would come up to Kalani with a coconut. Like that's his pickup line. It's like a volleyball. So why not? You think that's a horrible pickup, Julia? If I'm native to somewhere and I see somebody that's clearly not and I come down and say, hey, I got this for you. Would you like this? The person's going to go, oh, thanks. Yeah, sure. Like probably is the definition of a roofie colada. But he then gets to talk to her and whatever. Next thing you know, bing, bang, boom. He's going to be elbow deep before dinner. And he lets us know he wants to go to the U.S. I think we find that out in the coming attractions. Oh, I thought it was during the show. I watched it twice. But back to the scene, Harris is such a good friend. Julia, I guarantee you they bang. Guarantee. Of course. Do you think he's going to do a whole little glow-in-the-dark ruse, or you think he's going to strap his Jimmy hat on? I don't want to think about their dirty time, but I also think this isn't the end for Ryan. I don't know. I just want to hear Stephanie say, Harris is such a good guy, he even kept the condom on the whole time. The whole time. So as we already mentioned, this trek that he had to even get there— that makes him staying over a lot more sense. Like, of, of course he's going to stay. He's not doing a six-hour return trip tonight. Yeah, of course. Not. And that's another reason why he didn't get on the next bus in the middle of the night when yes. they initially talked. I was also thinking that, too. Yeah, because I remember thinking, like, dude, this is a Bodhi call. Go get some. Uh, not if it's six hours. Literally, nobody in this world could make me do that for six hours. I wonder if she paid for it. I don't know. I bet you it's not that expensive. I mean, to take a plane, too? I don't know. Three forms of transportation to get somewhere? That's crazy. Harris loves throwing his cousin under the bus. And he thinks Stephanie needs a man with a real connection. Let me think who he's going to suggest. His brother. Yeah, right. Of course he's going to stay. Now, they are getting ready to go to dinner. Why did she have her drunken, crazy eyes on already? Did you notice that where she kind of was doing that thing where her eyes are rolling and something's up? No, I didn't notice. She was kind of looking down like, Harris, you know, I would really be super kind of you if you could maybe stay here tonight. I felt like she knew he was going to say yes. What is he going to do? Well, yeah, he's definitely going to say, but she was probably wasted. I don't think she was wasted. She hasn't started drinking yet, but something's up with her. Like she's either taking some pills for anxiety or Maybe mixing those them. Maybe sh- those shots that she takes. The weight loss shots. Yeah. Or no, she's on the, uh, yeah. The anti-aging shots. I don't know what goes into hula hoop prep, but 
It's making her loopy. All right, Julia. Yep, that's the end of the episode. Thanks for listening. Make sure to go to our Instagram, Love Is Out There podcast, and our YouTube, Love Is Out There. I found love. I found love. We found, we found love. love. Bye. Yeah.